0: You never know when or where you'll get inspired. Sometimes it's your friends, sometimes your family, a comedian, a stranger, or even that man on the street. Walks of Life is a show that aims to explore the thoughts, stories, and perspectives of different people like you and me from all walks of life. This is Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with that.
1: Uh, we are in Studios. Or no, we're in. Yeah, Studio City overlooking. We're at the University Overlook. Uh, up on the Holland, we saw a TikToker. A TikToker. A TikToker in a uh, vampire outfit. Yeah, he looked like Count Wacula. Yeah, uh, he looked like a doctor. It was weird. <laughs>
0: he did. Except he was holding uh, a panda head for some He reason. had a panda head. It
1: was weird. Man, isn't it? Man, TikTok's just weird. TikTok is like really fucked up. You know, going viral is almost like winning the lottery now. You know what I mean? Like, we all yeah. watched that guy longboard to Dreams and, you know, Ocean Spray. Oh,
0: yeah, he got a whole truck.
1: Yeah, and you know their stock went up after that? No shit. Their stock went up. Me- memes increase revenue. That makes sense, so Isn't too. that crazy now that that's how it is now? Like, that, yeah.
0: Well, you know, it, it is too, though. That guy represents the underdog. Oh, he absolutely right. does.
1: Like, he's all, yeah, but.
0: And, like, everybody loves an underdog, yeah, really. Like, But
1: it, the, the idea that, like, memes and all that does affect, I mean, we saw it with the election and stuff. That's true, so. actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this
0: last election, actually, memes were a
1: significant
0: political weapon. There was definitely times <laughs> like, where
1: I was watching where it's like, you know, I know, you know, I didn't vote for Trump, but it was just like, yeah. I looked at some of these memes, I'm like, Yo whoever's writing for these republicans is fire
0: dude yeah no would you say that by the way uh before we get too deep uh we're honored today with one of, to be welcomed with one of the kindest guys in hollywood um really awesome comedian uh roast battle season two champ and uh all around just good dude uh ladies and gentlemen frank castillo
1: yeah just judge uh, all around general good dude i like that it's yeah, that's, that's the credit that's I want. That that's the credit I think that matters more than anything. Yeah. Because there, I think that gets to a point where, like, if you're just a good enough dude, and then like you might say something controversial, people uh, will be like, "Well, you know, he's got a point." You know what I mean? Like, they're they're more <laughs> likely to listen. You know, Likeability does go a long way, man. Yeah, it really does. Because then you don't sound like a crazy person. You're like, "Well, I like this guy, and he's 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 like a good dude." Like, so maybe he's not, you know. Being insane about what he's talking about.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just saying Epstein didn't uh, do anything <laughs> wrong. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. The, <laughs> opinions expressed <laughs> by the guests on Danny <laughs> Walks of Life do not
0: necessarily reflect my uh, own.
1: I think uh, humor and comedy is just—it's. I was talking to another comic about this today, where I was like, "I just don't want Trump to be, and/or I just want Joe Biden to win." So we can stop making jokes about Trump. You know what I mean? Like, I dude, want comedy to yeah. go back to the regular, where, where everyone wasn't so incensed. You could be racist, ironically. We've had
0: enough of this craziness. dude. Yeah. It's, it's edging way too close to, like, a real civil war. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and, like, he's just a fucking asshole all the time. And it's, don't get me wrong, it's funny. Oh, yeah, you
1: absolutely. You know, it's,
0: he's hilarious sometimes, but this yeah. dude's in charge of everything. Yeah, man. It's kind of weird. Um but yeah, no, I appreciate that you push the envelope and, uh, no, in terms of comedy, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't, you, you know, you don't censor yourself. No, 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 You to me are a hero in that you are like one of the freest per- people that I think I know.
1: Yeah. And I think you, we were talking about that a little bit on the drive up and yeah. I think it took me a little bit to kind of like realize that, you How'd know, you get there? uh, I, 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 it's weird. I think it was like, you're kind of always, I'm kind you know, I guess I was always there, you know? Like, um, you know, after winning Roast Battle, I started, like, going on the road and featuring and, like, making money. And then, like, you know, it was good and still working at the store and, like, being in the mix. And it was, like, I was dying to get in all these rooms and I wasn't getting on JFL. And I was, like, you know, I, I, I didn't go. To, I went to South by Southwest and, like, just shit like that didn't click. And I was, like, well, what's going on? And, like, I filled out all these packets and then, <laughs> you know. The times where I would get close to getting a writing job, I remember I would always, like, talk to Rogan and all them and be like, yo, I think I'm about this writing job. I might go to New York. And they were like, you know, they would always stress to me, that, like, writing jobs are great to make money, but you want to be a headliner. Like, you want to be in clubs on the weekends doing it. You know, you want to. You know, people would complain about how shitty it was getting paid for, like, minimum the weekend, which is, like, however much a headliner gets paid. That's, like, you know, you're not doing door deals or nothing. You're just right. basically, like, yo, we, fuck, one of the big guys couldn't do it this weekend. You're here, this, you know, free tickets, you know, paper the room kind of deal. <clears throat> um, you still get the experience, though. And yeah, still and that's that that's what I want. Like, I want that shit. And, um, yeah, I think the, I got to that point where it was, like, I... I focused more on just the stand-up, you know, I wanted to become a paid regular, and I focused on, like, being at the club and getting better at stand-up, and I was going on the road so much that I was, like, getting up all the time, and I was able to, like, you know, I was doing 20 minutes a night, 25, 30 for some people, and then, you know, it's four shows, five shows in the weekend, so it's, like, two and and a half hours of time that you're just on fucking stage. So, like, I think the more that I got better and more confident in stand-up and that I knew I could always do that and, like, you know, I'd get writing jobs, like, ghost writing jobs. Like, people like, hey, can you help me write roast jokes or can you help me – I'm doing this deus thing with my – you know, and then start writing for, like, YouTubers and shit. Does that happen
0: consistently enough where – Yeah,
1: like, once or twice a month. Like, a guy, oh, a guy sure. will hit me up and be like, hey, can you, you know, do this? And I was like, all right, dope. But it gets you me in those circles. But also made me realize it's like, oh, like, when I would – almost get writing jobs, it was like, all right, we're going to give you a half a writer's job, so you're only going to get paid this much, because they're always trying to fuck you in a right. way. You know, they want to make you jump through a bunch of hoops to finally get the job. So I was like, well, do I want to jump through all those hoops and then get worse at stand-up? And I was like, no. You know, every time I didn't get a writing job, I just ended up doing dope shit. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't, get the, I didn't get a writing job for um, Comedy Knockout, and I had, like, the dopest packet. And I'm not just saying that because... I was, <clears throat> I'm not just saying that to, be to, to like, toot my own horn, but, like, I had just come off the roast battle when the packet was designing roasting games. Oh, shit. So I fucking just murdered it. And then I just, like, all the stuff that they were asking me, I just murdered. Because it was just, that was my wheelhouse. And I literally just did the same thing a week and a half before. So when they offered me the job, they were basically like, uh, you know, it's going to be like half the pay. It's, you're not going to be like uh, it's a like staff job. You, you're a consultant. <clears throat> but you also have to fly out there and you have to put yourself up. So in reality, I would have made no money. Right. And it had just, you know what I mean? And Been for experience. Yeah. And at, and that's when like Rogan had just asked me to go out on the road. That's when Bert had just asked me to start going out on the road. The biggest comedians in the world. So it was like, right, you know, yeah. well, do I want to take this writing job or do I want to stay in favor with these people and like go on the road? And that's what kind of the thing was Rogan was saying. He was yeah. like, you know, stand up, stand up what it is, stand up's what it is, stand up what it is. And uh, the podcast and all that jazz, yeah. And then, like, that's what's the TikTokers. most important thing, yeah. TikTokers, <laughs> that's the most important thing. God damn, uh, that's the most important thing is stand up. And um, yeah, so it was just like once I got past, and the only thing that it, I was doing was just working at the store and doing stand up. And once COVID hit, all that kind of ended, yeah. that's when I kind of realized it was like, oh, I had it, like, that was freedom. Freedom, like the worst part of my day was having to wake up at 10 o'clock, smoke a bowl, go to work, watch Netflix, answer the phones, talk to my favorite comedians, text them about what times their sets are and shit.
0: That sounds like heaven, And then have man. to go back to, you know what I mean? And then have <laughs> yeah. to come
1: back at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock to do sets. And I'm smoking weed the whole fucking day. And it's like, well, that's not a bad life at all, Frank. No, that's man. a great life. But, um, you know, that is freedom. You know, it's. Being able to go on the road with these dudes and then also to be able to go to different cities and do stand-up in different cities. And uh, not really caring if I got these jobs or not. Because in the end, it's like, no, the stand-up's what I love to do. Jeselnik said this shit, um, and I wrote it down when he said it, but he was like, uh, you know, be a stand-up that writes. Don't be a writer that does stand-up. Because you could see those guys. Yeah. You totally see what those guys look like, yeah? What do you think the difference is going out
0: there and just hitting the mics? No, I think or, it, it's it's
1: doing it's like getting like working on your craft. Um, it's definitely hitting the mics. It's it's actively trying to get good enough to get into the clubs. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't get it. I'm not being seen, or it's just not clicking for me. It's like, well, you know, you just gotta, you know, you gotta make sure you're on your best game. You gotta actively write. Got to be realistic with yourself, but also. You got to know that when the opportunity comes, you got to smash. Yeah. You got to execute. People forget that execution part's it. You have to execute. So if you, you don't
0: always be ready, right? Yeah, and
1: if you don't execute then, you know, they have that view of you for a while and then it's hard to shake that. So that's why execution's key. So what do you think
0: the key is to getting that point of consistency just continuing to uh, It's just grind being it on out.
1: stage all the every time you get on stage, you get a little bit better. Yeah. Even the bombs so it's just being on stage all the fucking time. When you mentioned to
0: me too that in addition to doing stand up all the time, uh you also write pretty diligently and like every morning, right?
1: I like how we're both trying to bullshit about comedy when we're I both know. just staring at two 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 fucking TikTokers. TikTokers, man. And they're just <laughs> fucking just fucking those yoga pants. It's it just is hysterical, man. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: I'm trying to. Like, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, we're trying to. Yeah, yeah. And then but it's fucking, like a missed yeah. opportunity if you yeah. look
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, we're fucking fat pigs. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize to everyone, including my wife. This is what. This is the clip. I blame society. I do. I blame society. and um, I blame these apps. I. I. This is. <laughs> This is the fucking clip that's going to get cut and put in an article when I uh, get famous. (laughs) They're going to be like, he talked about staring at TikTokers. Like no one else is staring at their phone watching these bitches just dance. We
0: just got to deny that yoga pants are sheer. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, did you see that? Like when there was that whole lawsuit about how uh, Lululemon's yoga pants were too sheer. Oh, really? Yeah. But like it was so funny because it was like. Yeah, everyone knew they were sheer. That's the whole like. That's the the yoga pants. Yeah, you think all of us? You think all the men were just not gonna like? We we actively were keeping it a secret, but it's also like you guys know. It was kind
0: of like an inside secret that I think everybody had. Like, when I went to Chicago, it was it like was if, you,
1: if you stand 35 degrees parallel north, right. and the sun is shining up at 4 p.m., yeah. you get to see everything. Yeah. You just can't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's Shh. our secret. It's our secret. It's like National Treasure, t- fucking yeah. uh, whatever his name is. Nicolas Cage Nicholas Cage comes out, and he's like, it's got the Lululemon fucking secret. <laughs> Government doesn't want you to know this. Yeah, 4 p.m. every day, all the men turn into fucking douchebags. <laughs> just skinny fucking hat. fucking pigs. By uh, the way, do you want me to cut anything? No, God, anything no. I'm limits? just kidding. No, uh, no, no, no. Absolutely didn't not. Didn't seem
0: like the person that would. But I don't, I no, not at all. That really, that's hilarious. Just yeah. in case, yeah. uh, if it, if you know, feel free to say. Pause. Not at, I'm
1: my. I caught my wife uh, talking. It was her yeah. and her coworkers or therapists, and uh, I caught her her or not her coworkers, but her old coworkers at the old place she worked. at, they still have a group message. Yeah. But she was like telling them about, uh, uh a hot, there's just, there's talking about a hot dude, just some hot guy. And I was just <laughs> like, I had my headphones off from when I was playing video games. Yeah. A very unattractive Satan uh, sentence, uh, sentence. And, yeah. uh, she was, I was just like, who are you guys talking about? And she was like, what? Oh shit. I didn't realize you were listening. I was like, "Oh, were you talking about a hot a guy? And she goes, no. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, I don't care that you talk about a hot guy. I was like, babe, do you want to see what my fucking explore page looks like on my Instagram? (laughs) You would report me. It is No. uh, (laughs) You
0: seem like actually, though, a very... You're joking around right now, but you guys have a really ideal-looking relationship. We're
1: a very strong relationship, and that's why I think uh, it gives me the... It shows, man. It gives me the safety to joke, because we've been together for 10 years, you know what I mean? Like She's been there since the beginning. Also like yo I fuck as much as I joke around and like I stare yo I hate talking to hot people. I hate It is a lot of pressure. I fucking hate talking to right. hot people. I hate the confidence <laughs> attractive people have cuz I know they're not talented and I's right. just like fuck you for having it easy. And that is a just a that so like any so anytime like and it, su- it sucks to have that kind of relationship cuz anytime like a hot chick ever hits on me, it's very rare. But whenever it does, because it's some fun, and funny, and then they said like, "Oh, you really?" And I'm just like, "Bitch, my wife's at home." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, get, I get mad. I'm just like, Arr! "My wife's intelligent. She can cook. She got a fat ass." And you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, really just get all... the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, bitch, what you got? Ten thousand followers? Twenty? A million followers? I don't give a fuck. you know? Have you ever seen Fargo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Do you know a, a, a Can you cook? Do you know what yeah. a home cooked meal looks like?" No. Have you, Cause you seen, that's seen love. the big Lebowski? Yeah, guy? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Fucking Monica Angel 25 or whatever their it Instagram. Sounds about <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Sounds about right. No, but yeah, I mean, it just, it, I think being in a strong relationship, it it really frees you up. Yeah. I look at all the guys that. Being able to be honest and yeah. openly communicate like your but real also, feelings. But also it's like when you have the yeah. sound, this is really going to be very vulgar. Uh, no. When you have someone that you're constantly fucking. Yeah. And that you just, you could go, that you know, it's, it's my wife. That's the person I go to that where we, you know, we have sex and then it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like. You know each other in and out. Yeah. And like, it's <laughs> like. Yeah, that's hilarious. And it's also like, you know, if you're a comic going on the road, you know what I mean? If you're single, you're trying to fuck. You know what I mean? It's, it's a distraction, I think, being single. Yeah. And always, because I know comics have always chased tail and stuff and. Focused on like being trying to date and all that jazz, and it's it's taken away from the comedy, your craft. Don't get me wrong, you should joke, live your life and stuff. But it's like, yo, you know, I go, I hang out with my friends, I do stand up, and then I get the fuck out of there. I'm not trying to like hang out and talk to these bitches, you know? Yeah. No, it's a job, right? Yeah. You're
0: you're very secure with what you got at home. You got to like protect the home base. You just go out there, do your thing, come back. Yeah. I get it. Uh, and that's, like, I think the ideal life everybody's chasing. Um, but it's awesome that you guys very, you know, visually you can see that like you guys have a great relationship. You guys have a podcast together, too, right?
1: Yeah, Kissing in a Milkshake. We have not recorded any new episodes because she's been busy work. She got her dream job, so.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Good for
1: her, man. Yeah.
0: That's awesome to see, too. Yeah. You guys are coming up together.
1: Yeah, it feels like it.
0: That's fucking rad. Like, so going back though i want i want to go back before we get too far out there because there's people that are listening that may not be crazy comedy fans uh got a lot of weird international not weird but got a lot of international listeners
1: oh really that's for some reason
0: i don't know why yeah Yeah. yeah. but um they may not know what a comedian is or like they may not know that frank castillo is like comedy central's champion you know Yeah, yeah, yeah um so like I want to talk about a little bit, too, about your journey getting here. Like,
1: Uh, Um, so I was from from the Bay Area originally, Eastside San Jose uh, represent. And uh, yeah, King and Story. uh, No. uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, I'm from uh, my family's originally from there. Yeah. Then I moved to Temecula. Um, that's where I originally started comedy. Temecula's like a conservative small desert town off of like the Five. And oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, Linen yeah, Pony, yeah. Man. The fucking IE baby. Yep, Grew up next to a border patrol station. That shit was nice. <laughs> yeah. Officer uh, fucking Smith is a very nice guy. Saw him every day of my life. <laughs> so funny, man. Yeah, but no, it was a good, uh, it was an interesting town to start stand-up. Because, you know, coming from the city, it's like you were know, so
0: doing a, comedy in the bay area no 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 i wasn't or? i
1: never did any stand up in okay. the bay area i did like theater and like improv and shit in high okay. school but so to go to like temecula it was like i came from a city where it was a melting pot of cultures you know what i mean yeah. like you go to mexican restaurants yeah. they got vietnamese hot sauce <laughs> you got fucking you know what i mean like they everything yeah it's just everything every, so everything shared you know what i mean yeah uh, it's like, you see black people in fucking the fucking Chinese chicken place cause they fucking fuck with chicken hard down there yeah. and there's fucking orange sauce that's fucking everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like culturally it's a huge mix of everything. Yeah. So going to Temecula, it was like, and going to a school that had just opened, a high school that just opened, yeah. it was a, gr- I was the fir- part of the first graduating senior class which means most of the other kids either knew each other since elementary school yeah. or they knew each other all through their lives because they came up all together because they, like, split a lot of the other schools right? when this new school opened up. So it was truly, like, it was like a fucking alien world. It yeah. was totally different. And then I was, you know, I was very lucky to make the friends that I made. It's like two core dudes who were just, like, dope. It was weird because it was, like, a conservative, like, very religious town. So, mm-hmm. like... I was like, "Who smokes weed?" And they were like, "What?" And then it was also kind of like, oddly racist in a sense, where they were like, "You don't speak Spanish? Like, you're not kind of the kind of Mexicans we're used to." You know what I mean? Like, just they Dude, just, yeah. They were, it was just I was odd <laughs> to them, so like, yeah, it was just weird. And um, why is your skin light? And yeah, you don't speak Spanish? Yeah, what? it was just, it was just, it was, just, it was just an odd spot. And I, so I was always desperately going trying to go back to the Bay Area, and I did yeah. for a little bit, but I also. I moved back to the Bay, and like my, like right out of high school, nineteen twenty. But I realized pretty quickly that it would, uh, if I stayed in the Bay, I just never would have flourished. I just would have drank and just done, done. I just, I would have really fucked off and just not accomplished anything. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So moving back to Temecula was kind of the smarter choice for me. And then I moved back, and that's when I started getting into comedy. I was working at Pechanga Resort and Casino. I got into the comedy through their, uh, so the Rocky Osborne ran an open mic at the edge. Awesome. Yeah. And then I would do the mics there and then I got in at Pechanga Resort and Keno with Leonard Robinson, He was the booker. Um, and then, so through this whole time, are you just kind of making it up as you go along? I'm or? fucking making it up as I go. I'm just kind of just doing it. I just, yeah. I'm just keep grinding and stuff. It's just fun. And then, you know, Ryan Chartrand is when social media was kind of coming out. He was their social media guy. Yeah. And, uh, his partner, like, quit, like, day of this big thing. And he was, like, he had seen me at the open mics at their, like, you know, best of kind of deal in the club. And he called me and was, like, do you want to host this concert with me? And it was, like, oh, 3,000, 4,000 people. And it was, wow. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it wasn't, like, we just had to, like, hand out cards and stuff and just host and, like, you know, raffle tickets and stuff. Still and it was, fucking cool, though. With yeah, song. but it was also, like... Right before they brought out like Daughtry and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and for Temecula, it's fucking like Aerosmith to them. <laughs> yeah. Fucking losers. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, I started doing that. And then they all just kind of liked me. And I was literally a bus boy at a restaurant, at a golf course restaurant. I was a bus Fuck boy. Yeah. And uh, at night, I would help their social media department write sketches and shit. And we'd shoot them because they had legit. Like, movie movie production quality equipment. So they had a whole fucking... Damn, dude. VR department that had, like, the newest, highest Red Epic cameras. Like, a crazy graphics department. And they're just sitting there shooting B-roll... Like, you turn on the TV and it's like Pachanga Resort Casino, Spa, and blah, and it's just like showing you like fly through shot. You know, they were just. They actually do have really high production Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casinos. I mean, by the way, beautiful production value. Yeah. I know all those guys and they're great, but they're just like, you know, they're like, I, you know, want to be an artist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So when I started going in there, they were like, oh, this is fun. Completely irresponsible for them on their part. Like, none of the bosses were double checking <laughs> this at all. We literally made a fucking rap video, and dude, it was must have been so much more fun, for dude, them than it, everything. Dude, it was on I a know. YouTube. It's still on their YouTube, and it's still up. And it's like, it, I, I, can I find this? I, I don't want you to. Can I? If I do find it, can I share it? <laughs> <laughs> you can, and I, it, it would, it would, dude, it would be one of those things where like. <laughs> people would laugh their fucking asses off and be like, what would- the fuck? And I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, it was really ridiculous. It would it would be one of those clips where everyone would watch it and be like, you know what? I needed to see that. You know what I mean? This made my day a little bit brighter. So it's settled. Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> Yeah, right. No, no. It's coming know. out. Expect uh, to find. see that. <laughs> I don't know
0: how I'm going to find it. I don't know where I'm going to find I it. I gave you enough information. It. That's yeah. all I did.
1: I gave you enough information. I didn't tell you that here i'll talk uh, i'll drop the title of it randomly through the podcast if you can find it uh it's like a a find your or choose your own adventure yeah 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 yeah, exactly (laughs) um but yeah so we did that and um you know did that for a while they paid me it was fun great host did some other clips for them and stuff and it was getting to the point where i was like i was doing stand-up when i could, like. Every weekend they'd have a new headliner, and then like I'd hang out there pretty much on the weekends. They'd let, toss me up every once in a while to do whatever the fuck, because I was just hungry for time, and the, you know I would just hang out. Like, and they would let you me. ask a lot of questions? I would ask a lot of questions, especially right. the headliners. And then I met Jesus Trejo and Steve Trevino there, Oh, and they such told a nice me guy. about the Comedy Store and moving up. And they're like, "Just take it seriously, bro. Like, move to Los Angeles. You can just be the biggest fish here." And I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" And then it got to a point where I was like bussing tables still, yeah, and um, you know my face was on the gas station videos when you would play <laughs> That's it, you so know I mean? yeah. cuz it was the sketches that we wrote and then it was on all the tv you know what i mean like yeah. we were yeah so like my face was all over petranga and yeah, i remember people don't
0: realize that people in like television and film and stuff are like real people doing regular real things
1: yeah so and like to I, see that I version be, of yourself is crazy yeah right? absolutely so i'd be like fucking you know busting fucking tables and Working hard and shit. Yeah. Working on going and doing stand-up. I had another job, and then I was doing, like, open mics around town and shit. But I'd go to open mics on my lunch and shit. Like, I'd drive and drive back and shit. All this stuff. Take my breaks all at once so I could have a full hour and just work through shit. And, um, yeah, it got to the point where, like, I remember um, I wanted to be a server at my main job at Petranga. I wanted to be a server really badly. Yeah. And it was between me and this one other guy. And the other guy was also Hispanic, but he was, like, from Mexico, only spoke Spanish, like, spoke broken English, Spanish, hard fucking worker, right? Yeah. And, um... Those dudes are the coolest. Yeah. If
0: you've never worked in a restaurant in California... You're really missing out. Oh, absolutely! Whole if you've never worked with a goddamn Guatemalan guy who's yeah. got to send money back
1: home, then you've never seen hard fucking work. Right? Yeah, people licking
0: faces, but working their Bro, asses this off. This dude, <laughs> this dude,
1: fucking worked his ass off. Yeah. But um, I'd been there longer, and I was next in line. And yeah. uh, you know, the higher up guy that they gave him the job to serve her, right. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of what was so funny because they just, you know. The boss above him, you know, he was a good friend of mine. I'd serve him all the time. I'd like bust the tape. He just loved me and stuff because he, you know, he the guy just didn't wasn't paying attention and promoted the wrong guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, I was basically like, my manager knew I was going to be upset. And I was so fucking mad. I was so furious and all this jokes I'd been, I was fucking twenty. I was turning twenty, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be a bus boy for fucking. Another year. Right. When I, you know, when every single person I've worked with has gotten promoted. Dude, trust me, I know You know what I mean? I was like, it was like there was 12 of us when yeah. we started. I'm the only one that's not promoted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was I like, get... yeah. And uh sorry. And I was like, my face is on the fucking TV. Are so you kidding? me? But
0: yeah dude what the fuck do you have yeah, yeah, to do yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah are I like, they on tv yeah they, like, like <laughs> what the fuck they just yeah. got a good personality like yeah. what are you fucking what are you fucking dumb get out of here with that
1: bullshit yeah so <laughs> um it was so funny because yeah. um you know i was so mad i remember i was so mad i was in the yeah. fucking office i was just livid and she goes well now you could move to los angeles and i was like what and she was like you should. You want to be a comic, right? We well, should move to Los Angeles. Like, just like this job is only gonna. This job is only gonna hold you back. hold you back. Yeah. You know, you really want to. Be, you know, be fucking. You know, pointed at a few coworkers of mine. Because working at Petrona, you know, yeah. especially as a server, yo, know, you could find a good apartment. You could just work there every day. You could be fucking. You can get a job at nineteen and be fucking fifty-seven in no time. Right.
0: Have a nice truck to yourself. Bro. Four by
1: four for the dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're hitting the fucking river yeah. every fucking summer. Yeah. Taking your yearly TikTok pictures All and shit. You know All the light you could drink. Absolutely. Shit. That's a good life. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so me <laughs> yeah. and Ryan were kind of working together, too, at the time. And I was still doing that. And then he um, got a job offer for a very cool company. Mm-hmm. And he it was in Los Angeles. And, um, you know he was like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to move to Los Angeles. And I was like, dope man. And he was like, do you want to come with me? I was like, really? I was like, bro, I don't have any money on any of this stuff. And he's like, he was like, I know <clears throat> you just find two jobs. when you get down there. We'll make it work. Whatever. You just got to, um, he's like, uh, he's like, I just can't not, I just can't get it out of my head. Uh, how funny you would be if you got up every single night. And I remember he said that and I was like, you're right. And then, um you know i quit i put my 2 weeks in and then the manager found out the head guy found out and uh he pulled me into his office and was like uh, you know what do we have to do to get you to stay you know and i was like i was like i want to move to los angeles it's my shit and he goes okay and then uh they offered me Ryan's job which was a social media job which was like six <laughs> figures so it was like Dang. it was like stay and fucking you're you're good golden handcuffs though. yeah man golden handcuffs and I remember um they offered me the job after he put his two weeks in and we were already already in the middle of talking about moving and still like getting everything together. Yeah. And then I remember talking to um my dad and being like should I move to Los Angeles to do stand up and he was like well what do you want to do? He he's like do you want to do stand up or do you want to do this job? I was like I I was like I just know if I get to keep this job it'll be I just won't be happy and I know it'll just be like I'll just have a lot of money like it's just it's just not And my dad was like, You don't have any kids? Just fucking do it. My mom was like, No, take the fucking job. Um, Yeah, I guess she wants the safety net for you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad was like, Nah, fucking do it. Fuck yeah, I did. Yeah, so my, uh, you know, so Ryan basically got a place in Studio City, which we actually could probably see it from here. Oh, awesome. Got a place in Studio City, very expensive. He got me my own room. He pretty much probably, dude, he paid so much fucking money in rent. And my rent, like, he really floated it for the first year. I got two jobs. He had to move, and it was like, a, you know, he was like, I'm sorry, dude, you can't come with me. I was like, no, yeah. I get it. He had to move closer to his job, which was really far away. Yeah. And I made it work and stuff. But, dude, like, that guy made it so I could get stable. Because that's what it is. It's about getting stable when you first get here. Yeah. Once you're able so once you get that stability, then it's like, all right, I can last. Because too many people i you know you could move here in your car but it's just it's a harder of a chance it's riskier and it's like more pressure on you creatively because then yeah. you're like i gotta fuck you know what i mean having that pressure is great but like that kind of pressure that level it's tough but um you know years later once i run roast battle and got shout outs on rogan and all that stuff ryan reached out to me and was like dude i'm so fucking proud of you he was like you, you I was like, you know, I'm sorry I can never pay you back for everything you did. He was like, Bro, you paid me back tenfold. He was like, You did exactly what you said you were gonna do. He was like the fact that Rogan said your name and was yeah. like, This kid's doing it, blah blah. He was like that he was like, That is payment enough. He was like, You got the funniest dude, one of the the guy, arguably the one of the dudes, the goats. He goes of comedy, saying your name saying that you're funny and he was like and i being able to be a part of that and to help you and knowing that i was able to do that for you he was like and that your work ethic and all that got you to that part he was like there was money well spent
0: dude that's awesome yeah man. sounds like it was serendipitous that the oh. whole thing happened like it did right yeah absolutely like do you feel like uh like, could could you ever imagine yourself living the life you've lived so far when you were back then?
1: No. Uh, I remember talking to Jesus Trejo about it because, you know, I remember I was very, very... Uh, 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 Jesus is awesome. Yeah, probably. he's Shout great. Shout out, Jesus. I remember I was very, like, uh, I remember I was mad about something. I was mad about not getting something. You know, that's what... It, mm-hmm. I got a short fucking... I got an anger problem and, you know, I got to fucking let that shit go. I take things too personally, but, like, I remember not getting a writing job and being, like, very just frustrated and upset. And, um, you know, Jesus is just such a level-headed fucking guy. so beautiful just as a person and just a good fucking soul. And that dude, you know, I can't... He's really always been just, like, a big brother to me. And every time I've ever, like, come to him for anything or, like... Anytime I talk to that dude, I always, I feel like I leave the conversation either happier or just a a better person. Because, like, I remember he was, he told me, he was like, you know, bro, you can't, you can't stress or worry about shit like that. He goes, look at everything you've done. He's like, look at everything you've accomplished. He was like, if you went back in time and told yourself, hey, I'm going to do all these things, he goes, you would think you're fucking insane. He's like, you would think you're crazy. He was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to open up for Rogan. I'm going to be a door guy. I'm going to, I'm going to be a paid regular. I'm going to win roast battle. He was like, you're going to, I'm going to open up for Chappelle. I'm going to, you're going to do all the, he was like, if any person told you that when you were starting out, you'd be like, this kid's fucking nuts. And it's also like, I don't like, I, I rarely try to like talk about that or like brag or you know what i mean i yeah. i like it to, it's just like you know you just know i did it yeah you know? those
0: no you're you've got an impressive comedy acumen you know like your list of accomplishments as far as like comedy wise are like some of the most insane achievements like they're like they you should get like a little medal for some of the crazy <laughs> shit you've done you know? yeah yeah like touring with Chappelle. like uh you were telling me Before about a conversation you're having with, like, Mo Amor. Like, the people that you regularly interact with are at such a high level. And, like, you don't realize it yet, but I think it's pretty apparent to everybody on the outside that, like, you're at that same level. Mm. You know, and the further you keep going, dude, I'm sure you're just going to get stronger and stronger.
1: Yeah, and it's... I think that's a big key part, too, and I think working at the store and working the door and, like, taking the trash out and, like, grinding... You know, I think it, that hum, that, that being, that humbleness is like so important. Like my yeah. father would tell me that shit all the time. Like he would just be like, don't forget where you come from. Remember, you know, like every time I talk about Quentin, the store, he'd be like, you worked so hard to get in there. Remember, it's not a rush to get out. Yeah. And I was like, you know, cause perception was a big thing for me, especially near the end. Um, but he was like, you know, just don't ever. And yeah, it's, you got to be humble, you know. And I know there are certain ter- certain times of very like strong willed about certain opinions I have. But it's because I think I think everything that I've accomplished and how hard I work, you know, when I do say these things, some people are like, hey, Frank seems kind of like being an asshole. It's like, well, no, she got to know where he's coming from. You take this very seriously. Yeah, This isn't a kid that's just like, you yeah. know, fucking around as a hobby This is a kid who like. Yo, know, this is his he does this you know yeah he he fights red and for this. butter yeah. yeah yeah this is all i have <laughs> nah dude like
0: yeah. uh you have definitely a level of dedication to this as a craft that is admirable by any like athlete you know i'm sure like it's comparable to like any athlete mm-hmm. it's cool to see um even just talking to you makes me want to take it seriously more. So, you know, and I'm sure everybody gets that vibe, yeah. you know? Well, because I but, you know. And again, what's cool is like, you're smoking weed the whole time, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, because it's like. a fun
1: time. Well, I remember, you know, going out with Rogan, it was yeah. like he was saying some shit that like was really starting to blow my mind. Especially open it up to when it comes to like the craft of stand-up where it's yeah. like, you know, every time you're going up on stage, you should be having fun and doing something different. Yes, you should be smashing and all that jazz. He's like, but he goes, unless it's like your special recording or like a very high importance set, you should be having fun and exploring and trying to figure shit out. Like, yeah, do the job of your comic of like make people laugh, but like keep getting better. Yeah. You know, I watched in the Comedy Store doc, you know, one of the comics was talking about how he got lazy near the end. You know, he was just he had the same 15 minutes, you know, and it's like that is the scariest thing to me is like I. I. You know, I want to be able to do hours and make that shit yeah. different, you know, and those uh, uh long sets are scary, but once you start really getting into it and start doing it, it just, it, it, before you know it, your time's up, you know what I mean? You're like, oh shit, I did 45 minutes, and then you're like, you're having fun, you start to realize what your act is, you know, it's not just constantly jokes, but it's also like, you know, stories or whatever, like going out with Burt Kreischer, mm-hmm. really learned the importance of like stories and like figuring stuff out from, like, your family and, like, because that's kind of, like, how my family is, you know? Mm. They're just a cast of characters.
0: Yeah, dude, I, uh, you the videos I've seen of your dad, your dad seems like the chillest dude of all time. Yeah, man, like. he's
1: really, really chill, man. He is, he's really chill. Like, a lot of stuff, I can, you know, I can tell, it was rough when we were coming up and stuff, and I know he has a lot of regrets. Yeah. And I know he, like, beats himself up for a lot of stuff that he shouldn't because i catch myself doing the same thing you know but perfect man. yeah yeah but it's also like my wife you know my wife being a psychologist like yeah. you start to recognize like you know patterns and like yeah. you know so like you know i see my dad beat himself up for a lot of shit and i'm like bro you, you know I, I worry you know i'm telling yeah. him he's got to stop doing it but you know he's a real happy he's just a good dude he's happy he's just like all it. love yeah
0: seems like it dude yeah no, like um so going back to what your dad said, he said, you know, you work so hard to get into this place. Don't be in a rush to get out. Like, what was it like uh, when you first got to L.A. getting into the comedy store? Like, did you know anybody?
1: So I moved. Were you just
0: a fish in
1: like a new so pond? I, I had uh, been doing the, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm going to admit something that I will eventually be used against me. Especially since I talk so so much shit on them. I, I did a few bringer shows, you know what I mean? Because oh. you're young, you know, you don't know any better. But, yeah. you know, it kind of got me into it, and I kind of, like, met people. And you meet the comics. I hung out at the store. I met Trey Stewart, you know. Yeah. We became good friends. Uh, Quincy Weekly, you know, all those guys. Um, you know, I, started, I ended up living in an apartment with a few other comics, you know, running the floor and shit. Uh, sleeping on the couch and shit you know and then me and my wife ended up getting in our own apartment finally Um, but when I first started getting to the store it was like a year and a half of just hanging out every Monday Mm -hmm. signing up for the mic maybe getting picked not getting picked and then like getting the job offer eventually so when I got offered the job it was about I think a year and a half was it a year and a half total of trying to get the job and then the, from the last time I got up to when I got offered the job was three months. Oh, wow. So last time I got up on Potluck to them offering my job was three months. So it was, yeah, so it was like a year and a half, and then, yeah.
0: That's crazy. But in,
1: in that time, it was like, you know, I was just doing the mics. I was just, I was, I was just going, I was I'd go to Potluck... And then if I didn't get up, I'd go to five other mics. I didn't just hang out at Potluck. Yeah. I'd go to five other mics, and then I'd come back at the end of the night to the store. Because that's how it was. It was like, you didn't get up? Cool. Get the fuck out. Go do your shit. Get better. Come back.
0: That's, Cause that's awesome.
1: how that's how you do it, you know? And Monday nights, I would get up fucking like seven times a night, dude. I was fucking... And that's what fuck that, seven times a day. Yeah, I would do this thing called Monday mic runs, um, where I would. I ended up getting to the point where I knew everybody, or I'd sign up one place and they'd drive another place. Yeah, I could be like, fuck it, this is. The, I would take it like a job. Just call ahead and ask somebody to sign you up, or what? Or just the host knew me and would yeah. fuck with me, or the all right asked to go up at the end because I knew I could go do all these other mics and then come back in time. That's you know dedication, know I mean? though, to be able but, to do seven yeah. in a row, man. But it was also like you know, at that time I was working two jobs, working the store and going to Starbucks. So yeah. it was like Mondays were like My only nights to get up So it was like Fuck it If I can't get a bunch of times During the week I'm yeah. gonna get up Seven times on Monday
0: Might as well yeah I have to, yeah, right? to get the numbers up at Yeah that was a little
1: later But so during like The year and a half Of just trying to get into the store Yeah I fucking um, Was able to Finally get in Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was I was like Is this guy coming up, up. Uh, What's up so sorry to bother you guys By any chance You guys have a lighter Oh okay yeah. yeah yeah i got you just be very careful because it's a thousand dollar fine yeah, yeah. I, s- I smoked in my car so Even there? Yeah, yeah you see the sign i would can't it, do it in the public you area. guys are tinted what i would do is smoke in the car and then just fucking when you're done air it out all right okay thank you no problem bro I'll, I'll return, like, in two minutes. hey I'll... man take your time thank you okay. no problem doc so that was strange. so funny. Yeah, was, I like how just <laughs> on edge we are about TikTokers. I know, dude. Well, that, this guy had confidence coming up I'm and asking man, for you, a lighter. You and your fucking smooth-ass jaw, dog. Right. <laughs> bro, if he starts a fire, I'm just the first dude I'm snitching. Oh, my God. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, oh, bro. Oh, damn, funniest. my lighter's got my fingerprints on it. <laughs> it's like, wait, was that my Frank Castillo lighter? Uh-huh. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking
0: about before this? Um... Working hard to get into the store, oh. doing seven mics a night. So so, I was working hard working to get into the store. The start. My dad would come and visit.
1: Yeah. So my dad would visit like every few years at the yeah. store, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so he got to see me like sign up for the mic and then not get up and then go do other mics. Like, people were always laughing because it was like, you know, you bring your dad to Mike's? Well, it was like, no, my dad wanted to see what the fuck I was doing. You know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm moving to Los Angeles to do this thing. And he was like, all right, well, I want to see it. So, like, one day we took, like, the bus everywhere and shit. And, like, we, he was just down. He wanted to see what I did. And he, you know, he loved it. He had such a blast. But, you know, once I finally got hired at the store, it was great. Uh, Josh Martin, of all people, told me um, that they were looking to, for a, you know, they were looking to hire a person. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Adam came up to me and was like, uh, you know, I hear you're the guy. And then I went and talked to Tommy and then he gave me the whole spiel. And I fucking cried when I got fucking hired, dude. I cried when I got hired. I cried when I got passed. Dude, it was crazy. I cried. Dude, I cry a lot, man. I cry a lot. I, get it. I cried during roast battle, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, I fucking, yeah. dude. I bawled, bro, when he gave me the job. Cause I called my wife and like yeah. girlfriend at the time was like, told her I was like, I got the fucking job, dude. It was great, dude. I can only Adam imagine. passed me in the same place that he hired me. Yeah, in the exact same spot. So it was just very serendipitous. But, man, yeah, so, like, getting the job was great because, like, you know, my dad would come and visit. And, like, you know, every year he'd visit. Yeah. So, like, every year he got to see the progress. So he got to see me not get up at the mic. He got to see me get get up at the mic eventually. He got to see me fucking become a door guy. He got to see me get better at being a door guy. He got to see me open up for Joe. He got to see me open for Dave. You know, he got to see me become past. He got to see me win Roast insane, Battle. He, got, he was there the whole time I was running jokes the day before the finals, you know. So yeah. he got to see the whole progress and, like, to be able to go into the fucking bar and, like, see Joe. And Joe be like, you know, I'm real proud of your son. He's a good dude. And then, like, oh, dude, all like- of his favorite comics would be like, your son's cool as fuck, blah, 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 He's like, it's like, dude, he he loves it, man. It's He's the proudest guy. He's the proudest father ever. Dude, I why wouldn't he be? You're fucking Frank Castillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, um,
0: dude, that's fucking awesome to uh, hear that he got to see you go through that whole rise through all that. Um, Not to nerd out too much on it, but I do enjoy the legacy and like the lore of the Comedy Store Mm -hmm. and all that. Like, I'm just gonna ask, like, what if you were to describe like the Comedy Store and what it is and the vibe and all that? To, like, somebody in France somewhere. Mm. Uh, Because there are quite a few French listeners for some reason. Like, how would you describe it? Like, Um, to a complete outsider, what is the store? The store is is just like
1: an old comedy club, three rooms, very mom and pop. It's dark, it's dank, red lights, like the red light district, you know. It's got a lot of history. You feel a lot of energy when you come in there. It's just very much, you know feels very artsy you know a lot of great artists have been there historically great people like a lot of good energy um the OR is just small it's just everyone's on top of each other but dude magic just happens you can just feel it same thing in the main room it's bigger bigger shows more people but like you could just fucking when people laugh and it's a big one and you just just like a fucking lions roll on top of each other It's so great
0: Dude, yeah, no, that place is amazing And, uh, I mean, the first time you went there, do you recall it? what it was like?
1: Um, yeah, I remember being very intimidated I remember being like, holy shit, you know And just, like, I remember sta- staying in one spot And just being a fly and just paying attention You know, I didn't want to, I didn't know the rules So I didn't want to, like, be somewhere I wasn't allowed to be Right. But it was definitely, like, you know You could see it, man, the magic of being, the you know This shit's real Yeah, man <laughs> A beautiful yeah, place,
0: really is. You can feel the intensity when you walk those halls, and like he's not kidding when he says a lot of pe- big famous people have been through there. It's just like every yeah, famous man. person has gone through there,
1: dude. I've met so many fucking famous people there, it's insane. I can only imagine, man. Like, is there any like
0: particularly oddball or like weird people no, that you No, I mean, or, I'm, I'm uh, fuck. Or like God, crazy, what was the guy from
1: like 24? Um for oh. that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah, he was like, there bro he came to see Marilyn yeah. rice cup do stand-up and he just showed up it <laughs> was him he had two girls on his arm bro he walked up he was just that's living so cool. life i'm like this motherfucker <laughs> did save the world in 24 hours. like i thought it was like are you sure that wasn't just a movie about his life because this yeah. <laughs> fucking dude is clearly <laughs> the <out>. fucking man <laughs> and uh yeah so like and you know everyone's like i love you bro i love you yeah. in 24 i love you in 24 and he walks past me and i'm just like You know, I geek out when it comes. I get I get starstruck, like when I'm around comics. I respect. I just shut the fuck up and I'm just like chill. And I'm like, but in my head, I'm like, oh fuck, you know. But when it comes to like celebrities and certain people, I if it's someone I like, I'll get like I'm like, oh fuck. Like for some reason, Kiefer Sutherland, I was like, oh shit. Um, but I was like, hey man, I hate to bug. I also know what it's like. You know what I mean? Not that I know what it's like to be the famous, but I like I know it's like I see. You know, people bug Joe and stuff, so yeah. I'm like, oh, I never want to be that guy. But there's a way to do it where it's clearly appreciative, right? You know, so I, I'm always very apologetic right off the top. I'm like, hey man, I'm sorry. I just want to let you know, you know, I loved you in this, and this is what I told Keith Sublin. He also, he had a very obscure voice acting role in the Metal Gear Solid games. <laughs> That's cool. He did like two games, and there he was great in them. Fucking murdered, them, and I loved it. And Such I, I really did year. loved it. I, you know, so I was like, hey man, I loved you in. uh the new Metal Gear Solids. You really That's fucking so Killed that role And he like It was what Earl even saw it it was like because everyone was like hey i love you this. Hey. yeah everyone like yeah. yeah everyone was like i love you in this i love you in this and he was like uh he goes uh he's like yeah 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 cool thanks buh- buh. but once i dropped that metal gear solid reference he was like his eyes lit up like, yeah he who was like, you know he was like oh. <laughs> he's like thank you bro i You're really right. appreciate that like he stopped and was like thanks bro and then like he then he kept walking i was like oh fuck. and it's like so i remember funny, they're yeah. like dude he stopped to say i was like yeah man that's wild it was such a dumb little interaction, but I was like, I was yeah, like, yes! dude, those
0: things are, like make life ha- happy, you know, yeah. like um, Ant Man. What's his name? Uh, oh, the guy that played Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but I know what he looks like.
1: Nicest man in the yeah. world, charming. I literally showed him <laughs> how to leave the comedy store. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I walked him from the back bar to the parking lot. It was like a two minute conversation. Just the nicest guy I've ever met." I remember just, like, at the end of it, I was just like, hey, you're a really nice guy. He goes, thanks, bro. And I'm like, you're just, you're you're a good dude. And he was like, cool. Uh, I met Ray, uh, Rami Malek's, uh brother. Right on. right Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that I was, I was just kind of cool. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't realize it was, it was, he has a twin. He has a twin brother. I thought it was just, like. I was like, "Oh man!" And I was like, "Oh shit!" That's crazy, man. Like, I can't
0: imagine the amount of random people that you see would see on like in any given week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, for
1: John with, Mayer, just randomly, bro.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I was there one time too, and you've probably seen it a bunch of times. where, like. John Mayer went up to do stand up and it yeah. was just very interesting to yeah. see. I mean, hey, it's when like, your best friend this really happening. Yeah, when
1: your best friend's Dave Chappelle, you know, anything can happen. It's uh-huh. just fucking insane, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I've seen Dave drop in there a few times and felt like
1: Mayer May gave God, me mushrooms like, once. That's a fucking story. Yeah, I was That's uh, insane. Cuz you know, I've, you know, I've seen that him. guy's cool. He's yeah. a cool dude and like we we <laughs> shot the shit a few times at the store and, and you know. He, was, he judged one of my roast battles, so he yeah. saw me win. So, like, you know, when I see him, he's like, oh, hey. when I'm, You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's not, like, weird. Uh, and, like, you know, him and Dave were talking about – they were doing, doing a set where they're talking about doing mushrooms. And, yeah. you know, Dave was doing some mushrooms. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we're in the back, and I was like uh, – John was getting ready to leave, and I was like, hey, man, do you need yeah. more mushrooms? And he was just like, um, I don't think I do. And then he goes in his pocket. And he goes, "Actually, I have one microdose pill left." And I'm like, "Dope!" And he was like, "You can have it." And he gave it to me. I was like, "Sweet!" Dude, that's- and I took it. And then I forgot that I took it. And then uh, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna drive my boy home." Yeah. And I forgot that like microdose is different than all everyone else's microdose. This is like Grateful Dead. I tour. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, so this is like a macrodose. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, oh, homeboy's coming back with a lighter. Hold this spot. Thank, Thank you. you guys so much. I You're really welcome. It. Oh, you.
1: careful right behind you. Thanks,
0: Doc. Later. Um, glad to see you brighten people's day out there yeah. already, man. Uh, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, you yeah, gave so me a like, dose. So, like, I've dropped my boy off, and I yeah. start
1: driving home, and I start to feel it. Oh, no. And I'm crossing, like, <laughs> I'm crossing over. It just rained in LA, and yeah. I'm driving over this puddle, and there's a split second where I'm like, am I going to drive into this puddle? That's not. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, and then I got home, and I was like, okay, and I just pet my wife for, like, three hours. That's but, funny. Uh, I've accidentally driven on mushrooms three times, and it is, <laughs> I'm worried about my well-being. You probably shouldn't do that. No, absolutely. Uh, it was we'll micro doses, but, uh, but, yeah.
0: I imagine that's... Uh, this is
1: a long, long time ago, according to, uh, for legal reasons, this yeah, is a joke. Just,
0: yeah, but, you know, for sake of interest, what, can you describe it? Oh, yeah, uh, so the second time... <laughs>
1: My boys coming yeah. to visit, and uh, we we're gonna. We did a podcast. We did little mushrooms. Yeah. and We're gonna go hang out at the store, and then so we took them before we got to the store. So we took them at my house, got to the store, yeah, and then was like, all right, that way you can hit the store, we can be chill for a few hours, and then you know we can leave and we'll be fine. We get to the store and we forget that it's closed yeah. on Tuesdays. It's so, closed on Tuesdays. It was closed on one of these days because okay. of the COVID stuff. Oh right, right, yeah. So like we're there, and I'm like, oh fuck, we got to get back to my place. And then like yeah. the mushrooms start to hit, and I'm like, oh fuck, the adventure begins.
0: <laughs> You're so like,
1: we had a race to get home, right? No, I didn't race home at <laughs> all. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. So if you ever go, <laughs> yeah. uh if you ever drive to the store, you know, if you make yeah. a right up Kings, you can go up up the hills. Mm-hmm. If you go up there, it leads all the way to uh, Hollywood and Laurel Canyon. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. yeah. So there's a whole back way. So. Me and my boy were literally driving 10, fifteen miles an hour, the whole back roads home Very and then, gracefully through the yeah, most expensive park oh of my all God, and then we get to my place and like yeah. I get out of the car, and you know how when you get out of the car, you feel like the car like springs kind of like you feel like the car moves up, and, yeah. yeah, it felt like that, except the car wasn't moving, it was the world, oh man, and then I was like, okay, I can't smoke anymore or do mushrooms, and then we just walked up and down <laughs> Hollywood. it was great. That's so great, man. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I hate that we brought this up again. This is like the fifth time I think we've brought up mushrooms on the podcast. Not at but, all. Uh, There is something interesting about that. I would say well, we can I, do it. I um, mean,
1: you got it. I mean, I'm a very big advocate for mushrooms. I mean, yeah. they were doing tests with it for um, there are treating alcoholism and yeah, stuff. And so and it's depression like depression and PTSD absolutely, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I'd rather people take mushrooms than most of the pills out there.
0: Yeah, then alcohol, rather than, like, going out and being just, like, drunk on rage, you know? Like, there's a lot worse ways to live, definitely. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, if we're noticing anything from the... Or if we're learning anything from the boomer generation that's all live right now, it's that the hippies made it. They kept living. Yeah. You know, they were fine. Yeah. (laughs) They had it right the whole time. Yeah, apparently. So, everybody, I know it's weird because of COVID, but brace yourself for the second renaissance. (laughs) Um. Yeah, man. So going back, because I like hearing stories, uh, you've been on quite a few road gigs throughout mm-hmm. your journey as coming up as a comedian. Um, have you had any particularly like, wild nights or crazy experiences or I mean, met
1: any interesting,
0: odd people out there? Yeah. Just normal? Uh,
1: my wife hates it when I go on the road because I'm always yeah. like texting her. You know, She's like, text me when you get back to the hotel. And then I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm always like, Random, like, hey, I met some people that are going to smoke weed, so we're going to go smoke weed. Then she's like, Are you at some random person's house? We're in a statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, (laughs) No, no, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've, like, I do. One time I ended up in the woods of North Carolina at some dude's house (laughs) in their fucking, like, man cave. And it was like seven of us. We're all just smoking, having fun. Someone's wife's dancing in the corner. I'm like, "Yo, is this gonna be a gangbang? Because I gotta leave. This is I'm not weird. (laughs) Like I'll watch you guys all fuck this chick, uh, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, but no, they were great people. They're very nice. And then we had to call like an Uber, and like our Uber (laughs) driver drove. It was like two miles off the road.
0: That's so funny.
1: And like she was like. I was going to turn around halfway through, but I needed the story. And, like, we get to our hotel room, yeah. and she was like, hey, man, I'm going to need you to tip me more because, you know, I'm... I am I just I'm... picked you up from the gangbang Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, my car's covered in fucking yeah. mud. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'll... I'll... I threw extra money for a fucking car washing shit. <laughs> but I was like, damn, dude, that was wild. Um, I mean, me and Burt Kreischer... I mean, you know, it's just the like partying with him was just fun. It was just nothing crazy. It was just, you know, getting drunk, just talking yeah. comedy, having fun. All the guys I go out on the road with aren't like, it's not like it used to be where you're all doing coke and shit. Like yeah. when I, when I went out with Nick like we just chilled in the green room after the shows, drank beers, talked shit. There's something really, everyone nice. leaves and then you just go back to the hotel and that was it. And like some comics are like, hang out at the hotel. Other comics are like, you know, we're going to go check out the zoo and do shit. Exactly, and it's it just depends, but yeah.
0: Say there's something really nice about going into a random city and then seeing like someone you know. It's like oh thank God like yeah, just makes you feel very safe no matter where you are. And it's like
1: those random moments, like you said, going to the zoo. Yeah, Colorado's great. I remember I've gone and hung out with a lot of friends and comics, and it's great to see meet comics in LA, and then go and meet them in their hometown. Are they and different people? No, not even. Or? It's just fun. It's like continuing where the, you know, the party left off last time. You know, yeah, there's a bunch of really dope comics that I know from different scenes. That you know, when I'm in town and we hang out, it's just fucking fun, man.
0: Yeah. Is there any particular scene that you really enjoy outside of L.A. scene?
1: Damn, uh, Arizona had That's a fucking Phoenix. F- <laughs> Arizona had a fire scene. San Francisco's got a great scene. Detroit's got a great scene. Uh... I mean, this is all pre-COVID. Uh, Colorado yeah. was a great. See, I think I said that already. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Well, so
0: I mean, this is this is it for you. Frank Castillo is comedy or bust, right?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, at this point, it's like I'm not gonna go. I mean, dude, I haven't worked a real job. My last real job was Starbucks, and that was yeah seven years ago, maybe. Like, is there anything else you'd ever want to do in life? You think? I mean. I, I mean, I, if it was like you could never do stand-up again, if it was like never doing anything in the entertainment industry, I know I wanted to be a chef for the longest time. Really? I love cooking, dude. Yeah, but I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm okay at it. But I would love to be a chef. Chef is, a, is something I wanted to be for a very long time. Or a video game designer. Dude, I could see you being a video game designer for sure. Yeah, I got the outfit.
0: You have a video game that you're playing a lot of right now.
1: Yeah, the, me and my boys play a lot of NBA two or no uh, golf two K two K golf. Uh, yeah. It's just great, and then Warzone. I just picked up Need for Speed Payback. What I've been doing, I'm I like now that everything's digital, they're starting to upload a lot of the old catalogs. Yeah, so a lot of the platforms are really smart. Like PlayStation Store is starting to rotate. Certain games for like nine bucks, five bucks, you know what I mean. So those mm-hmm. sales are pretty dope. Where you're like, oh, I can get the original Grand Theft Auto trilogy for thirty bucks.
0: Yeah, they're, they're really good deals. And then you're
1: like, fuck, okay, yeah. And then so yeah, it's pretty wild to see all that. I'm really into video games. It's it's a bad addiction
0: no it's a good addiction man there's much worse things out there and you have a twitch channel too right i do and i need to get back on it what's your twitch channel for everybody see comedy all right so everybody go out there and add it and uh i've said this a lot but if you haven't already please subscribe to danny frank's walks of life on all podcasts mediums uh tell your friends and uh just let anybody know please leave a review
1: Ooh. Ooh, that guy was pissed. You made me stop in my porn. That guy got to fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a weird day for TikTokers yeah, up here, man. man. All right, well, we're about winding down. Uh, I have two questions for you, though, that I always ask everybody, mm-hmm. and it's uh, a
1: couple questions, three questions. But first two are my favorite. this guys you' be like, and on your left, you can see two comics starting a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly
0: what we're. For those of you who can't see, which is all of you, uh, we have a HollywoodTours.com Celebrity Homes, Landmarks, and More van. Uh, That guy could be looking at us with the microphones and saying something, couldn't he?
1: Everyone that gets duped into these things is so funny to me. I know, man. All right, go. What was the
0: question? Uh, The question was, um, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self a bit of advice that would help you on your journey... What do you think you would say? Um,
1: Stop worrying and just stop worrying and write more. And if you can give some advice to anyone out there to help them in their journey. Stop worrying and
0: write more. All right. <laughs> All right. And then uh, do you They're have the, any... same guy? <laughs> the same guy? Yeah. Just younger. <laughs> if um, if you could pick like one song that's like very special or significant to you that you go back to a lot or that's on the top of your head. Oh,
1: recently so or like my mind. my go to. What's your go to? My go to is uh Pearl Jam's Given to Fly. No, no, uh Yell uh Yellow Bed Letter. Yellow Bed Letter? Yeah, that intro's just fucking that guitar on that is fucking insane. Oh,
0: fuck yeah. You don't play guitar,
1: do you? I used to. I used to play guitar a lot. Is this gonna be a second dude coming up the mm. window? Do you guys Not have any out? uh <laughs> yeah, he's like do you, guys do you have, have any matchers? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. Um all right, man. Well, Do you guys have an extra podcast XLR cable? <laughs> yeah. I need a mic. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, before we get going, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Anything book-wise, quote-wise? Anything you want anybody to go check out?
1: Um, Whatever you want. Yeah. Everyone should watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It fucking scared the shit out of me. Um, i'm afraid to watch that also evil's great uh it's got luke (laughs) cage and uh i should know the actor's name Uh, but i just call him luke cage because he's smashing that role uh yeah uh on that check out buddies on uh itunes everywhere you can get podcasts and youtube uh yeah all right well thank you again frank for coming out uh thank you for showing me this awesome
0: spot i'm looking at universal studios version of hogwarts as we speak Uh, and yeah, thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, I commend you. Uh, turn in in two weeks and we'll have another exciting episode. Until then, though, thank you again. This is Danny Franks, Walks Alive. Yo!